Hey everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm wondering, did you know that you can now join Ask the Tarot every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern live on Spotify? That's right, live. But we all know the best part of tarot isn't just listening, it's getting your own cards read. Have a question about your future or your past? Maybe about your love life or your career? I want to hear from you. All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app in your app store or click the link in our episode descriptions to sign up for free. Then follow Ask the Tarot in the Spotify Live app to get notified every time I go live and hear what the tarot has in store. Why miss out on that? Hello, Querents. It's Michelle T., host of Ask the Tarot, host of the Your Magic podcast as well, author of Modern Tarot. Thank you so much for coming to another episode of Ask the Tarot on Spotify Live. We do this every Thursday night, 6 o'clock on the West Coast, 9 o'clock on the East Coast. And I am basically here. I'm at your service. Venus, it has been a while. Welcome back. I'm here to read tarot tarot cards for y'all. So if you have a question, a query, a problem, an issue a dream you want uh, to be addressed by the tarot, just raise your hand. I will try to get to as many of you as I can. And I also want to tell you, I know that it can be really weird to go on the internet and talk in front of strangers about your most intimate issues. So if you want to be a little bit sly about it, find me on Instagram. I'm at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. And you can just write me, you know, send me your question there and I'll get to it at a later date. I won't be able to get to that tonight. Um, but I will, you know, compile them. I got a, I got a file. I got a file going. It's like almost 60 pages of questions. I want to help all of you, but I will help as many of you as I can. And I'm going to start with this question that came in uh, to my inbox. Okay. And it says, um, this is a love slash relationship question. A few months ago, oh, I really want everyone's input on this. Um, somebody invite Venus to the Discord. We have a Discord, you guys, because this is the best, cutest, most like loving and supportive and freaking adorable um, community on this, on this, in this room. And I want you guys to be able to connect with each other outside of it. So go to Discord, um, search for your magic. And I, do you need an invitation? <laughs> Can you tell I'm not the person that set it up from your magic? Because <laughs> that, that I have so much information about it. Um, okay. Yeah, Bita, thank you. You guys are the best. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, back to this querent who has a love question. Let's help her. Really interested in your opinion about this question. Um, so a few months ago, I was seeing someone who I had a really good connection with. Then they disappeared for a bit. And when I asked for clarity, they said they were feeling a bit all over the place and not in the right place to be dating. Since then, we agreed that we could see each other super casually, hookup vibe, which is nice, but I would love it if it could be more than that eventually. They have been sober for a year and a half, and I'm aware that it is still very recent. I definitely don't want to put pressure on them or push them for something that would not be right. So basically, I want to know if this is a good connection for us both and whether there is room for it to develop beyond something casual. Well, this this is there's a lot of red flags in this question for me. I mean, I think that this is a difficult thing. Hi, Sarah. Hi, all the people that are showing up and saying hi. I'm just going to analyze this person's like love life right now. OK, um, our, our beloved Querent who's reaching out. So I just feel like I, I, when people say things about themselves, you've got to believe them. It's so easy to not with romance because 
it's like, oh my God, like, you know, the fantasy, the romantic fantasy is inside us, right? And we've all seen the movies and the TV shows and like heard the songs about like, you know, the, the, the person, you know, who like is like, no, no, no romance with you, no romance with you. And then, you know, suddenly, yes, romance with you. But like, I don't know that life is really like that. Rachel's saying it. People always tell you who they truly are. I'm seeing that this person disappeared. You're saying you had a good connection with them, but they disappeared. So the connection wasn't as good as, you know, maybe it seemed initially, right? So cool that you asked for clarity, like way to like, just, you know, have direct communication. I love that. And how cool that they're like, yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm not in the right place to be dating. So, you know, casual hookup vibe is what you're getting here. Um, Do you want a casual hookup vibe? It seems like you want something more than that, but this person has already said N-O to that. So, okay, let's see though. Let's see. You know, this is, this is my kind of like, you should back away from this. But let's see what the tarot has to say, because this is, after all, called Ask the Tarot, not Ask Michelle T for her nosy goddamn opinions. Okay, so I pulled out one of my favorite round decks, Daughters of the Moon. It's a really groovy, sort of like a lesbian, feminist, multicultural deck. I love it. Um, It's purple with a moon on it. Uh, Check out my Instagram after the show, and I'll, I'll put some pictures of all the decks I work with tonight. So listen... I asked, like, what does it look like for you, Quarant? What does it look like for you to accept, you know, you're like, is this a good connection for us both? Well, right now, we know that it's just hookup vibes. So what would it be like for you to just proceed with hookup vibes? You know, what would it be like? And I got to tell you, I got three really shitty cards. And not only are they shitty, they're like disturbingly shitty. And I'll get into it. So the very first card that comes up is oppression. Okay, it's the oppression card. Um, I, you know, this is this is like a feminist take on the tarot. So they like did some twisty turny stuff and with some of the major arcana. I think this was maybe, you know, formerly the devil card, but they're just calling it oppression. It's not the Ten of Wands, Venus, because it's a different deck, but it's similar energy. And in fact, um, the illustration is like a picture of a witch who's been stoned to death, trigger warning, and the village is on fire. So it's pretty intense. Um, What it's really saying is that like something is like messing with your energy, right? Like here was this vibrant, living, lovely person and someone was like, your energy is too much. We don't like it. We're stoning you. So this is a metaphor, obviously. But, you know, I'm seeing this as your energy is wanting more, right? And this person's like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh-uh. Are they going to keep you around and have sex? It sounds like it. Um, And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that if it's cool for everyone. But I don't know that it's really cool for you. The next card that comes up is the moon card. Okay, and again, we love the moon. But when we get the moon in the tarot, it means things are confusing. Things feel it's easy to feel kind of paranoid. It's easy to feel anxious. Um, The moon in this deck is Yemaya, who is like African Caribbean goddess of the ocean and the moon. And she's sort of like flying over the ocean towards the moon. It's kind of beautiful. Um, so, you know, we love Yamaya, right? But the moon, when she comes up like this, it's like the sun has gone away and you can't see straight. Now, here's the worst card, I think. This is the one I'm most concerned with. And it, again, it's a card that is unique to this deck. It's called Coyote Woman, the Trickster. And it's, you know, a Native American 
um, folkloric figure. And it's a picture of this like coyote who's sort of walking on two feet. It's like half lady, half coyote, kind of slinking through the Sonoran Desert. There's like saguaro cactuses behind her. When this card comes up, it's almost like you're being lied to. Like things are not as they seem. So I don't trust this person. I don't think that they're necessarily a bad person, but I don't think they're being totally straight with you. You know, like maybe they're not feeling the connection as much as you were. Maybe they're like, I don't know, like the fact that they just kind of disappeared is sort of like trickstery coyote woman. It's nice that, you know, when you ask for clarity, they gave it to you. I appreciate that. But like, there's something slippery about this person, you know? So that all said, it doesn't look good for you to stay in this situation as it is. Can something happen in the future though, right? Is there room for this to develop into something casual? It's really hard for me as a tarot reader to leap from these three giant flashing warning cards to a reading that's like, can something more happen? But I'm going to do it because you asked for it. And the, the cards actually were a little interesting. Now, remember, this is not a Rider weight deck. It's different. So some of the reads are different. And when I'm reading with a deck, I always go with the meaning that the creator of that deck intended. So for this one, you know, instead of swords, there's blades and, um, you know, 10 of blades, we know that that's kind of a bad card, the Ten of Swords, classically. But in this, it's a little bit different. It's called the Rattle. And it is a bunch of naked women, because this is a deck of naked women, sitting in around a teepee. And somebody has the Rattle, the talking stick, again, Native American tradition. And this is um, this deck has traditions of, like, all over the globe in it. Um, and so it's just talking about that it's someone's turn to speak after a long time. Like they've had something that they really needed to talk about and now it's their turn to say it. Um, Tay, it's a great deck. I really love it. So that's on one side, right? The, on the other side is the one of blades. So you get the 10 of blades and the one of blades, the 10 and the ace, basically. So this ace of blades is, um, is a figure called the Sybil and she's from ancient Greece. Okay. So this was, a you know, the Pythia, the Delphic oracles, right? They were these women who would sit in these caves and get high off of toxic fumes and like tell stories and prophesize. Um, so again, you know, you get these two cards about talking about what's, uh, you know, speaking your truth. These really, these, these really important cards about speaking your truth. And then right in the middle, the middle card is Shakti, the life dancer, Shakti being the Indian goddess, right? And this, the Shakti card in this deck is sort of like the universe. So, okay. You know, this is really interesting. Like, I think that there might be a way for something to develop in the future. You're not totally out of your mind here, Querent. Um, you might be, you know, the dopamine might be acting, you know, might be the might be running the show a little bit. <laughs> but there is something here. But I don't think you're going to get to it by hanging around and having casual sex with this person. And like, you know, feeling like you're always longing for something that's not happening. Like, I don't think this person's going to be ready for a little while, but I'm getting this vibe that like in the future, you got your, your paths will cross again and you will be able to communicate really, really openly. Like it seems like you're pretty good at what this was like for you. And maybe they will be in a better space to also communicate what it was like for them. And maybe things will be really different. Um, Rachel is saying in the chat, you deserve more and you will get more. I agree, Quarant. I don't think the situation as is is good for you. And you've got no power to change it. You can't change people, right? I say walk away. Don't wait for this person. But don't be surprised if they turn up sometime. Sometime in the future. I'm talking years. I'm playing, you're playing the long game here with this one. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see who's got their hand up in the room here. 
Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Wow, I'm so happy to be picked. I'm doing good. So cool. well, how, how can the tarot help you tonight? So I just recently dropped out of my graduate school program to pursue more of my artistic passions. I'm really getting into stained glass and I've got this job at a stained glass art studio. So I was just kind of, could you give me like a vibe check of like how this stained glass stuff is going to work out for me in the near future? Yes, in the near future, for sure. Is this, I'm seeing that your profile picture is this really beautiful piece of stained glass as everybody in the chat is asking about it. It's a beautiful like lily that's like set against a backdrop of like sun rays. Is that your work? Yes, I made that. So. It. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay, I'm going to give one more little shuffle here. See what this is looking like for you. Wow, it looks good, but it doesn't look like it's without worry. Okay, and the worry is just like finances, right? Um, okay. So the very first card that comes up is the nine of discs. Um, I'm reading with the top deck now and the nine of discs is called gain and it's a very positive earthy card. So it's a great card for something like this, um, a new venture, right? It's saying that basically like, like you're going to get what you need, like things like you're going to, I don't know what it is you're trying to, I'm sure you're trying to make some sales, right? You want to sell your art? Yes. I'm trying to sell my art, but I'm also just trying to like, just become a better like repairer of older stained glass and just kind of make a career out of it eventually. Yes. Okay. I'm feeling that. Um, the game card is really beautiful for that. It's Venus in Virgo. And so there's something about Venus in Virgo. Like Virgo is all about like the essence, the pure essence. And it's like the pure essence of what you want to do. You know, Virgos, um, they're workers, they're of service. And then Venus is love. So there's a story in this, in the astrology of this card about getting to the heart of doing what you love, right? Um, Virgo out for the hustle, that too. And the hustle pays off in the nine of discs. It's gain. So it isn't an increase in your resources. Knowledge, is a resource, skill is a resource, money and you know materials are resources. So it's like all these things coming to you. It looks, I really like that. The next card is the queen of wands. And I also love that for stained glass because you are dealing with fire, aren't you? Oh, I love that. You are the queen of wands. Um, can I ask what your sign is? Yeah, I'm oh. a Taurus and I have a, an Aries moon and a Libra rising. Nice. Oh my God, that Aries moon. Um, the queen of wands is wonderful. She's creative. She's got a ton of energy. She is super resilient. Um, she's just like, yeah, she's, she's all of that force and fire and creativity that you need to stick it out. And you do have the five of, of discs, you know, there is a bump in the road, but I just see that as like, not the end of the story. Um, I just see it as all sort of like a jumble of experience that like, you are going to be getting all the things that you want, but it's also going to not feel super stable. You know, it might take it a minute to feel stable. Yeah, it will. It'll it'll stabilize. You might have to make some choices coming down the line. I just pulled the lover's card for you um, where you're going to have to maybe hit a place where you're going to maybe have to make a choice around stabilizing um, economically or something. It might be like, you know, do you do you go in even deeper? Something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Looks good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. We wish you so much luck. And obviously you, you know, immediately made fans here in the room. So, so please, you know, let us know, let us know yeah. how we can support your work and own it. Yeah. I can share my Instagram in the chat. That'd please be appreciated. That. That's a great idea. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. Welcome, appreciate it. Lindsay. Bye. Good luck.
Oh my gosh, I love stained glass. I got a stained glass piece for my birthday a few years ago from a Virgo friend. What weird. I see all this Virgo activity happening in the chart. Um, and it's so lovely. It's so nice to look at stained glass. I really love it. Um, okay, so yeah, everyone follow Lindsay. Everyone likes that work. Um, my cards are a little funny because I spilled LaCroix on them. There, I just wanted to share that at group level. Okay, here's another question that came into my Instagram. Um, my question for you is shocking. She wrote, I think this, I think our querent is mocking herself a little bit, but this is actually quite a serious question. Okay. My longtime boyfriend and I just got engaged and I'm kind of freaking out and not in a good way because I'm questioning if it's a mistake or maybe I'm just not ready. We've been together almost six years and we already feel married. And it seems like the natural progression of things to do, of things to do this. But I get this feeling like everyone is excited for us except me. And I can't shake this feeling of odd juju. And I'm just looking for some guidance. I'm not sure if he is, if, if he is who I should be with or if he's just one of the few soulmates slash life mates I'm supposed to meet and learn from in this life. Any insight? Oh boy. Oh, Rachel had a call. What'd she miss? Well, we got a new querent and she's engaged to her boyfriend of six years. But guess what? She's freaking out. She doesn't know if it's the right thing to do. So, uh, and she can't shake that feeling. I mean, you know, it's a big thing to get engaged, right? It's a big, it's a big thing. And it makes sense that not everybody responds to the pending sacrifice <laughs> the sacrifice of all future love affairs and sex affairs um, with glee, you know? I mean, and not that it needs to be, right? There's all kinds of ways to have a marriage. We know that. We know that's 2022. We're, we're libertines. But, um, you know, it, 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 I'm not surprised to hear that it freaks some people out. So I picked, I, I did two polls. The first poll is, you know, um, is this the person you're supposed to be with? Meaning, should you go forward with this proposal that I'm guessing you said yes to, right? I'm guessing you said yes to it. So what does it look like if you accept the fact that you're nervous, you have some ambivalence, you know, that's okay. Like you can still go forward, you know, with that. And then I picked cards saying, what if you actually back away from this and say, oh my gosh, I think I want to be able to experience other relationships, other realities, other life mates. So, all right. So the cards for staying in your engagement with your fiance, I'm using the um, the Next World Tarot, which is a really great, it's one of the best decks for representation. It's very queer, all kinds of bodies, all kinds of, you know, people. It's very punk. So the first card I pulled for you staying with your fiance is the Two of Cups. Hi, that's very lovey. It's very, very love, love, love. Um, the name of this card, because these cards have titles a la the Toth deck, it's called Connection. It's Venus and Cancer. Okay, Venus and Cancer, you say, oh, I feel like we're already, you know, we already feel married. I bet you do with Venus and Cancer. I mean, that is family. That is like, you're, you're very, very connected. And it's true that sometimes that kind of Cancer connection it's not the one night stand that's flinging you against the wall, right? That's not the energy there, right? It's, it is something else. Um, I love the illustration of this. It's like these two gay guys and they're just like hugging each other on a beach and they're so freaking cute. Um, so that's that. Then we got the eight of swords. Okay. The eight of swords is called restriction. It's Jupiter and Gemini. This is very interesting. Jupiter is like, 
Jupiter multiplies everything, okay? Gemini multiplies everything. So when you get this Jupiter and Gemini, it's like too much. It's like you're looking out at all the, like an infinity of possibilities that this engagement restricts. So you feel it's restricted. It's the eight of swords. This is a head trip, right? This is definitely a head trip. This is a picture. The picture is of a, a woman who's like, it's really interesting. She's standing in front of a tree with no leaves on it, but it almost looks like the branches are like cracks in the sky. And she's like in the middle of a ritual. She's eating maybe papaya. There's candles around her that have burned out. But yeah, it looks like, you know, there is a feeling of restriction. And I often think about how, you know, I grew up Catholic, right? So I always learned that, you know, marriage is a sacrament. And, you know, just thinking about the whole idea of a sacrament and that that prefix sacra, right? It's the same, it's the beginning of sacred. And so this idea that, we sacrifice things in order to make them sacred, right? Things that, you know, we want to make sacred, we have to let go of. So it's this idea that like marriage is a sacrament because we are let go, letting go of these other possibilities, right? And that elevates ideally, right? This is the ideal. It elevates the relationship and turns it into something holy and sacred. The last card for you for staying with your fiance is the Wheel of Fortune. It's really beautiful. It's Sagittarius. It's fire. It's Jupiter. Um, again, with this Jupiter, I can tell. I'm like, wait, you you said what? I see in the in the chat that you did say, um, you know, what your astrology is. You're an Aries, Sun, Pisces, Moon, Taurus rising. Okay, I see it. I see it. That Pisces Moon. It can be a little shady, <laughs> a little hard to commit with the Pisces moon, but the Aries sun, you know, the Aries is is all this fire, I think, that I'm seeing here um, with the Jupiter card, with the Jupiter. I see, what did you say? You said something else that's interesting, Querent. I love when we have a Querent live in the chat. And um, what did she say? She says, it's not that I'm afraid of just getting married. I just keep getting weird vibes, like we're not supposed to. And I did say yes through anxiety, LOL. Well, yeah, of course, through anxiety. I mean, I don't know. I I think that when, um, I think it's very hard to be a person who is um, spiritual and anxious. (laughs) I say this as, uh, you know, as a a person who is spiritual and anxious, because you're like, is this my anxiety? Or am I getting, is this my intuition, right? It can be really hard to tell those apart. Sarah is saying anxiety is not intuition. Um, Exact. That's exactly my point. It looks good for you to go forward with this, with, with your fiance. The restriction is real. You're thinking about it. It's affecting you. You should talk about it. You should work through it. You know, I mean, it's, um, it's, I think it's hard for everybody, you know, monogamy is fucking hard. Um, it's not easy and it makes sense that it makes you anxious, but I do want to share with you what the story looks like to say no. Um, Oh, Tay's like, I wasn't expecting you to say go forward. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, the restriction, because here's why. The two of cups is beautiful and strong. The wheel of fortune is awesome. And it's a big major arcana card. The, the, the card that is the hard card is the eight of swords restriction, right? That's a mental card. It's like, yeah, you're going to feel restricted, but like, you know, a committed relationship will make you, will make anyone feel a little restricted. You are restricted. So it's like, do you just need to process that? You know, do you want to let go of an entire lovely relationship? Um, because the, the reality of the restrictedness is like spooking you. Um, I mean, it seems like you guys have already been together for six years, right? And you've, I'm guessing, have been monogamous. So, 
you've already been in the restriction. It's not really different. I, it feels really psychological, like a head trip to me. But, but you know, you're going to make your own decision and I support that. And let me tell you, if you do back away and, and be like, I, I want to open myself up to other people, the first card you get here is the death card. Okay. The death card is not terrible, right? Um, okay. Our communication needs work and I'm trying to figure out how to talk about pumping the brakes. Okay. Getting more information from the querent right now. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, you can take your time. Like you guys can like work on communication while you're in your engagement, right? You can like do everything. And I'm wondering, do you feel restricted in your communication? Also, do you feel like there are things you can't talk about with your fiance? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's really important. That's really important. Christina is weighing in saying the eight of swords always feels like being stuck in your own head. And there's a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, but, but you want to get it out of your head. You want to talk about it. And yeah, you need to be able to be in any relationship, right? You need to be able to talk about it really, really clearly. I think that's a good idea. I mean, to get the death card after breaking an engagement is not super surprising. Like you would get kind of a, a card like that, right? Um, so, okay, there's pain there. There's some grief. There's going to be some wreckage and debris. So, you know, you got to know that. Um, the next card is the seven of swords, which in this deck is called escape. Okay. And it's about this, like, really, I mean, this is a really interesting card um, because, you know, the seven of swords uh, in, in most decks is a hard card in this deck. It is seen as sort of like, it's a good escape. Like the person who's escaping is really fabulous. And you get a sense that maybe they are trans or gender queer, gen Gender queer. I just sounded, you can tell I'm from Boston, right? In that moment, right? They're trans agenda queer and they're like running away, you know, um, probably to a much better situation for them. So it's interesting. It's escape. And so there's a sense, it's moon and Aquarius. So there is a sense that there's something better that you're escaping to. Um, escape isn't necessarily bad, right? And then your final card for leaving is the fool. It's a lot. It's a, this is a very, this is very strong. Um, you know, it, it is a little bit hard to call, honestly, because there is, the death card can be a really beautiful rebirth, right? The escape can be like, good, you're out of something that you, doesn't let you, um, you know, communicate freely and things like that. And then the fool is a new beginning. The fool is a new beginning. But then I'm also like, oh, is this just like you're running away from something foolishly because you're scared? Uh, part of me feels like I am sometimes the fool. That's what that's what Tay says here. Um, okay, the next logical step. For sure, the next logical step is, I love everybody in the chat is just like talking, talking to our querent about like, you know, couples counseling and all this other stuff. Um, so... All right. I hope that this was helpful. I mean, you know, there's something I want to say about about readings like this, where it seems like the tarot isn't necessarily saying that one is better than the other. Right. It's like there are two paths here and they both have some beautiful things and some hard things. And a lot of times I don't think I think that we think like, oh, God, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Right. I mean, how many times are we worried that we're ma about making the wrong decision? And I just think sometimes life isn't like that. There's no wrong decision. It's like you you pick your path and life sort of coalesces around you. The universe sort of like 
gets, you know, oh, you're going to go this way. Okay. Let me throw, you know, a carpet out in front of you and, and give you what you need. Oh, you're going to go that way. Oh, here, here's like, you know, here's a walking stick. Go that way. So somebody agrees with, uh, let me see. Somebody says, if after six years together, you're more anxious than excited, that's iffy. That's really true. Can always just stall the planning until you understand what you're feeling. Oh my God, you're so wise, Christina. That's Christina in the chat. Okay. And then we get Jessica saying marriage is a continuing work in progress. So if you're thinking it's going to be a final happy ever after, then I won't do it. That's true too. You guys are so wise. You don't need the tarot. You don't even need the tarot. Okay. I hope, Quarant, that we were even helpful to you. Um, it's just more like, you know, I think, I think it helped get to the root of the problem. And it did also say that there is something beautiful for you in this relationship. Um, but you know, it takes two to tango. So you got to get your, your fiance on board with, you know, therapy or figuring out some way where you can express yourself honestly. Jamie says the universe conspires to give you what you want. That's what I'm saying. Pick your path. The universe has your back either way. There's no wrong. There's no wrong path. Okay. <sighs> Let me see. I'm going to go now. I love that this was like a beautiful mix of being in the room. And then, you know, uh, a, a, a question that came uh, into my Instagram. But let's see who has their hand up. Ani, you are up, Ani. Oh, wait, let me see. Yes, Ani, how can the tarot help you? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, that was a little explosive, but I think I, think I can hear you now. Oh, great. Um, well, thanks for calling on me. Um, my question's kind of a bit of a vibe check for the next few months. Um, okay. I... So the last several years, um, just from trauma I've been through, I've really struggled with um, compulsive spending and debt issues that I've gotten myself into. Um, in the last few months, I've kind of, I've been in therapy and I've kind of started working with like a debt management um, organization. And so I'm, I'm making progress and I'm healing from that. Um, but right now I'm just feeling very like, it just feels like it's a hole that's impossible to dig myself out of as far as that I've accumulated. Um, and so I think like, just like a vibe check, like if I'm making the right moves right now, if it's just kind of a trust the process thing, um, or if there's something more I need to be kind of considering or doing, um, maybe taking on extra jobs or something, um, but beyond what I already have. Um, but yeah, just for like the next few months, I just feel like I'm a little, well, not a little, I'm very overwhelmed. Um, and it, it's kind of impacting the rest of my life and kind of just getting to my ability to kind of function anywhere else. Okay. Oh my God. I have so much admiration for you for like dealing with this head on. Like, I mean, I don't know how you um, conceptualize of your spending, but like I've had friends, um, people very, very close to you that have spending addictions, shopping addictions. And it, and it is a real addiction. You know, it's like... It, um, it triggers all those brain chemicals, you know, the brain chemicals that get triggered by drugs and get triggered by um, sex, food, all the things that, you know, us humans can get out of control with and get compulsive with. So it is a real addiction. And um, I just have so much admiration for you dealing with it. And I'm so sorry, um, you know, having to face the wreckage of our addiction is always just, whew, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's so brave. Yeah, it's, and that's the other thing I'm struggling with is just like the guilt and like 
I put myself in this hole and like, I, I didn't really have the tools to do better. Like I never really grew up with good financial, like literacy and understanding anyway. Um, and so I try to give myself grace, but it's just, it's difficult in the moment. It's just like, I wish, I just wish it was like, I've done the healing work. I wish it could just kind of go away, but I know that's not how it works, but um, the guilt factor. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the guilt factor to me shows that there's still some more healing, you know, because you know what I think like aim for like aim for forgiveness for yourself, you know, and I, I'm, I know that that's a hard mark to hit. We're so hard on ourselves, but you know, I think that that's, that's where you want to go because it, it is like, who would do this to themselves? You know what I mean? Like, like something's up when we, when we do these kind of things, when we do these compulsive things that, that like sabotage our lives a little bit, or for a moment, like, you know, obviously there's stuff going on or else that wouldn't be happening. So I, I've got some really interesting cards for you. I picked three cards, you know, for that vibe check for the, the journey that you're on right now, right? You're in therapy. You said you're working with like a debt management company, how does that look for you doing that? It looks freaking great. You're doing the right thing. The very first card that comes up is the three of discs. It's Mars and Capricorn and it's called work. And it's like, this is your work right now, right? This is the most important thing in your life. Like figuring out your way through this, you know, clearing the wreckage of your past. I'm going to like throw around some recovery lingo because to me, this is very much a recovery story or issue. Um, but, you know, this is your number one priority is healing from this, understanding this, you know, get, getting um, an understanding of your addiction, compulsion, whatever it is, and 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 clearing it up so you can move on um, and and moving on with like increased self knowledge, right? This is a great card for this because it's Mars. It's like this is where your ambition is. This is where you're where you're putting your energy right now, and it's in Capricorn. And Capricorn wants to make things right in the world. It wants a project, and it's going to see that project through to the end. So I love this for you. Then you have the Ace of Swords. A new turning over a new leaf, a new way of thinking about things, a new start. Um, commun and it's a very communicative. So I love that you're in therapy. Um, I'm imagining you're having to communicate a lot of stuff that feels difficult to communicate to the debt, you know, the debt people. And so that's that ace of swords where you're like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to take the leap of this like really intense communication and like turn over a new cycle in my life, start a new cycle. And your final card for that is the peace card. Oh, I love this for you. Two of swords, peace of mind, moon in Libra, getting some harmony, getting some balance, getting some sweetness in the moon sphere, which is the, the sphere of your emotions. So yeah, what you're, you're doing all the right stuff. It's definitely, you're on the right path. Um, as far as like, I asked, you know, should you do more? Should you hustle harder? Should you get another job? Absolutely not. It's not the right thing. It's like punishment or something, right? It's like you get to be kind to yourself. You don't have to punish yourself for doing this. Um, again, it's like, it's so, I know it's really hard for people to see. I know it might be hard for people to see shopping and debting as an addiction, but it is, <laughs> you know, and just the way that you wouldn't, you know, punish an alcoholic or a drug addict for, you know, being powerless over, over their compulsions, like give yourself that same compassion. Cause it's, it's really real. I mean, I've seen it in people that I love who've struggled with that. Anything can be an addiction says Rachel. And I really believe that if it triggers our brain chemistry, if it triggers that dopamine highway, it can, we can get addicted to it. People, places, things, all of it. The cards for you getting another job and hustling harder is first the disappointment card. 
It's not necessarily going to make a big difference. Ten of swords, you're going to crack. Like, it's just not what you need to be doing. You need to be kinder to yourself. And then Prince of Discs, which is like this very workhorsey, like nose to the grindstone. I can do it. I'll do it. You know, like, but you don't need to, you don't need to prove it to anyone. You're already doing it. Your nose is already to the grindstone. You don't need to work harder. You don't need to prove anything. You don't need to, um, you know, you don't need to punish yourself. And as far as like, in a practical way, do you need, do you need another job? You don't, you just need to do what you're already doing and try to be kinder to yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's very comforting to hear. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm keep trying with the self-compassion and the grace part of it too. Do it, really do it. And like, I don't know, you know me, I'm always recommending a 12-step program. DA, Debtors Anonymous, is the program that, yeah, I don't know, you know about it. All right, it's out there for you and you know it's free and, and it's there for you if you want that kind of support. Okay. Alrighty, thank you so much. Yeah, cuddle that cat for us. <laughs> I will. Bye. Okay. Bye. Oh man. Yep. You know, and I know so many alcoholics who got sober and then became, then got a spending addiction, right? Because it's like, man, it's our wiring, right? It's we're wired in these ways as humans. It's hard to be human, y'all, right? It can be. Okay, let's see. Here is another question, but hold on first. I want to pause. I want to welcome anyone, everyone who has shown up in the midst of all of this. Um, you're listening to Ask the Tarot live tarot readings. If you'd like me to pull cards for you, raise your hand. I'm calling on as many folks as I can. I won't be able to get to all of you. Um, if you're feeling shy, feel free to, to message me um, your question or your problem at my Instagram. You can find me at, at Michelle Tees, T-E-A-Z. Um, you raise your hand, like the speaker request, that little thing. That's how you do it. Um, and we do this every Thursday, 6 o'clock on the West Coast, 9 on the East Coast. If you love listening to this, you can find back episodes and listen to back episodes, which is super fun. Um, and you can find them just by going on Spotify, searching for my podcast, Your Magic, and you'll find it in the feed. You'll find all the Ask the Tarot rooms. Um, so welcome newcomers. Welcome oldcomers. Okay. Um, I love so much how this question starts, this question that came into my Instagram. Listen to this. Something very LGBTQ plus is happening to me and I need your guidance, please. Oh my God. We have an LGBTQ plus happening. I love that. It's so cute. Um, I have a friend who I've known for a little while now. We've always had this flirty thing going and she constantly makes jokes about us being girlfriends. Not going to lie, I had a big crush on her when we first met, but when I found out she had a very serious long-term boyfriend, I backed way off and decided to just work towards a friendship. While we are truly just friends, there definitely is a flirty nature to our friendship and we constantly joke about dating still. We both acknowledge that there are mutual feelings and after talking to her boyfriend about it, he has encouraged her to explore her feelings for me as well. What? I love these modern lovers. Okay. So basically she told me all this and asked me out. I guess my questions are, what would it look like for her and I to try and date? Or would we be better off staying friends? Ah, this is so cute. Oh my God. This is so super, super, super cute. All right. So I grabbed a deck that I love called Serpent Fire, the Serpent Fire Tarot. Um, it's very groovy. It's photos and photo collage. Um, 
I picked three cards on what does it look like for you guys to date? And then three cards on what does it look like for you guys not to date specifically because you don't want to mess up the friendship, okay? All right. Oh my God. Let me see. I'm seeing everyone just like loves this. Everyone's just like, I love that you talked to the boyfriend. So at least that's healthy communication from the start. Totally. Um, oh my gosh. And our earlier querent who doesn't know what to do about her fiance says, what an understanding dude. That's how I ended up with my fiance. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. So the three cards for, um, for, for dating, they're kind of intense. They're kind of intense. And I want to know what folks think. It's definitely one of those uh, moments where the tower card is, is maybe about, um, breakthroughs revelations okay the middle card you guys the centerpiece card is the tower for these two dating oh oh my god um okay it's the tower this is a big deal this is not a little like oh my god we're gonna you know flirty flirty smoochy smoochy you know skip around holding hands and giggle and be done with it i think that um i think this could be an explosive situation for all of you, including the long-term boyfriend. So here's on either side of the tower is the King of Wands and the Queen of Pentacles, okay? So the King of Wands is sexy, mask energy, not necessarily a man, um, just sexy fire energy, right? Um, Mars, you know, going for it. And then the Queen of Pentacles is this like sexy earth energy, this like grounded, sensual, in the body, like earth mama energy. Again, not necessarily a female, right? These are just energies. So oh, to, to see this reading, to see the tower card with people on either side of the tower, it's just sending a message to me that like you guys getting together is going to be very explosive. It's going to shake things up super intensely, okay? Um it's going to shake things up, I think, for you and your friend. It's going to shake things up for your friend and her boyfriend. That's what I think. Because I'm just I'm just seeing, like, it could be any of you guys. Like, he could be the king of wands. You could be the king of wands. You could be the queen of pentacles. She could be the king of wands. Like, it's just um, people are getting shook by this. Okay. Is that to be scary? No, I don't think so. Does that mean you shouldn't do it? I actually think you should do it. This is one of those times where I think that the tower should not be avoided, but maybe slowly approached with eyes wide open. Um, because here's the cards for you not doing it, okay? The first card for not doing it is the Empress, which I got to say, in the Serpent Fire Tarot, the Empress is a picture of Elizabeth Taylor as Cleopatra. It's kind of funny. Um, but it's also beautiful, the way they designed it. So listen, the Empress. Um, my first thought seeing that is like, oh, wow. So if you don't do it, it is to sort of preserve the love that you have, right? It's to preserve the love. And it's like an act of care to not date each other. It's a, it is a loving act. It's to preserve everything as beautiful as it is. So I thought, okay, maybe we do want to walk away from the tower card, okay? But then the cards that follow the Empress, nine of swords, seven of swords, these aren't good swords cards. The nine of swords card, as we know, it's very anxious. It's a very anxious card. Um, and the seven of swords is like, oh, I thought that this would work, but I feel bad now. You know, I think that 
my mom said this earlier. She said she said it about something else, not about this problem. Of of course, she said you you can't put the tooth that toothpaste. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. That's what I'm feeling here right now. I'm feeling like if you guys decide to not pursue this, even if your intentions are so super beautiful, like the Empress card. It doesn't matter, man. Cat's out of the bag. You guys know that you're attracted to each other. You know that you've got full permission to go for it without, you know, betraying anyone. And you might think that you're taking the higher ground, but you're going to be a little tormented. I think you guys need to see this through. Um, I'm sorry that the tower is going to come for you. <laughs> uh, I hope it's a really great tower. Like, I hope it's a really good experience of the tower, that it's a breakthrough and that if things fall apart, there are things that need to go. I mean, that's generally the story with the tower, but I just hope that it's really obvious and easy to let go of those things. Um, good luck to you. Oh my God, please keep us posted. We're so invested in your life. Okay. Time for some crazy change we embrace, says Rachel. Yes, that's what I think. That's what I think that's about. All right, who has their hand up? Jen, Jen, here you are. You are up. Can I, can the tarot help you tonight? Oh my God, I got it. <laughs> I think I got it. Okay, you got it. We hear you. I hear you. That's great. Everyone's yay. Oh, fantastic. You guys in the chat cannot get any cuter. Come on, come on. <laughs> thanks, you guys. Um, so th- thanks for calling on me, Michelle. Um, sure. How can I- my question tonight has to do with my work life. Um, I just got the offer for a new job that I'm not entirely sure is like the exact right move. Um, There's a lot on my plate at the moment. I'm finishing up my last year of grad school um, to be a lighting designer. And um, (laughs) at the moment, I work for a college as their assistant technical director, which comes with a lot of responsibilities And the reason I'm trying to leave that job is I've been there for like three and a half years and I I don't feel supported or that there's like a ton of growth there. However, I get like pretty good health insurance from that job. So there's like an element of security that's still a bit appealing. Um, This new job, I wouldn't have health insurance and it would pay a little bit more. So I'm like, I could probably afford something, but I'm right at the apex of like literally tomorrow having to make a decision (laughs) about if I stay. Okay. So I'm shuffling right now asking, what does it look like if you stay in this job, this imperfect job that gives you health insurance, right? And then, you know, you also, you know, you're not sort of starting something new while you're in grad school. There's like a stability sort of you know, uh, thing that it sort of offers you versus let's now I'm shuffling. What does it look like for you to take this job offer that is higher paying, less benefits, but like you said, you might be able to kind of split the difference since you're making more money. Sounds like there's definitely room for you to move here. And so that is refreshing, but do you want to enter into a whole new thing while you're still, you know, uh, finishing grad school? So let's see what these two options have to say okay oh my gosh Uh, okay let me see oh yeah you want the new job you want the new job jen it looks like you know it's really interesting it's like you got three court cards 
for staying at your job for that. For that poll, I pulled three court cards. And I'm always just like, when it's all court cards, I'm like, what the hell is this, right? What the hell is this energy even when it's all court cards? But let's talk about what the energy of the cards are. The first one is the Knight of Cups. And he's like cancer, he's cancer, right? Astrologically. So it's sort of like, what's safe, what's secure, what's nurturing. It's so interesting that you talked about health insurance. And in a sense, it seems like it's a nice thing to do for yourself to kind of, you know, if you did stay there, it would be to kind of go easy on yourself in a way, right? But then the next card that comes up is the Prince of Swords. And he's really frustrated. Like, this is the energy of you um, feeling stuck, feeling like you're not being challenged and there's no growth pathway for you here. This this is a prince who um, wants his chariot to move and it's being pulled by these tiny little fairy men and they're not up for the job and he can't move forward. So I don't like that energy for you. Then the next card is the Queen of Cups. The Queen of Cups in the Toth deck is not that great. She's You can't even see her face. She's enshrouded by steam, which is emotions. It's sort of like a little bit like the moon card. Like she can't see her way clearly. So even though a decision to stay would be made with the best intentions, it's like... Ugh, I think you're going to feel almost worse having passed up a job, you know, like watching the job ride its horse into the sunset without you. You'll be like, fuck, why did I do that? Because here is the cards for you accepting the new job. The very first card is the four of wands, which is called completion in the Toth deck. And it means like it, it is a really great card. It's not obviously you're not really completing so you're not at the end of the cycle. It's only a four. There's a lot of space for you to grow, but that's the point. There's so much space for you to grow. Like you've hit this foundation, right? You've achieved a certain foundation. Um, there's something that has been accomplished, like whether, you know, the, in the work that you've done, that you're now able to attract this job. And that's really beautiful. It's Venus and Aries. So, it, you know, Aries, Venus wants us to do what we love. It's about love, right? And Aries is like, this is what I want. So there's something really beautiful about this card coming up to help you take a job. Um, the next, my Venus is also in Aries. Venus is in Aries. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, well that's this is great. Then it has an extra resonance for you for sure. The next card is the Nine of Cups, happiness. It's just beautiful. It's Jupiter and Pisces. Like you are just going to be happier there. And that makes so much of a difference in your life. It's going to have such an effect on your daily quality of life. It's super important. And, you know, I, you don't need to worry about the health insurance, I, I say, because your final card here is the four of discs. And it's, a, it's power. It's sun and Capricorn. You're good. You've got everything you need. Like these two fours are saying that like this job is going to be very grounding for you. And there's going to be a lot of room for you to move forward. Sun and Capricorn is such a great um, astrological placement for a career reading because Capricorns cannot be stunted. They cannot stay in a place where they can't keep climbing that mountain. They need to climb the mountain. They need that support. They need to be empowered. And so this is really great. This looks like, you know, Rachel saying in the chat, mental health and being supported is so important. And I think that this is a, this is a poll that is saying that this job has both of those things for you. That is like the exact affirmation that I really yeah. needed to hear. So I really appreciate oh, that. I'm so happy um, that came up, right? Yes. Yeah. Definitely take it. You can handle it. You can deal with the benefits issue. It's not going to be too chaotic for you while you're finishing grad school. It's going to be good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thanks everybody in the chat. You're so cute. Oh, thank you. oh my God, I can't even handle it. Okay. Good luck, Jen. Thank you.
All right. All right. I got another question that came in. I got all these love questions that came in. So here's another love question. It's a very short one and very short, very simple. And I love it. I haven't dated anyone but myself for almost four years between COVID and a divorce, plus a couple of ill-fated romances. Oh my God, I'm feeling you. I had a COVID divorce too. All right. It's been a lot of alone time, our querent says. My question is, should I actively pursue dates through apps or should I stick with the old-fashioned technique of dating by just going out and hitting on strangers? (laughs) What are my chances of finding someone who sees me in real life ever again? Oh my God, I love this person. I love you, Querent. I love I love that it's like, you know, apps versus hitting on strangers. Yes, so good. So, so good. Um, and I love that this is just like, you know, the stay, should I stay or should I go is such a classic, you know, tarot question. And I really feel like a classic tarot question for our age is to app or not to app, right? Like, I feel like that question comes in so much. Like, do I go on the apps? Um, so I was happy to pull some uh, cards for this. And, you know, very interesting, kind of deep, actually. Um, oh, my God. Bita is on the chat just saying that she has a date in 10 minutes. Well, good for you, Bita. I love knowing about Bita's love life. She's got a really very exciting one. Um, okay, so, but back to our querent. Back to our querent. So if our querent does go on the apps. What cards came up for that? So I'm pulling from the Osho Zen Tarot. Yes, it is the Osho from Wild Wild Country who tried to poison the water supply in Oregon. I'm sorry. He's a bad person who made a good tarot deck, okay? Um, So the very middle card that you have for the apps is a card that is called Change. It's a riff on the Wheel of Fortune. And while the Wheel of Fortune card traditionally, uh, it's like a big positive card, the change card, it's not not positive, but it's more like there's ups and downs, right? Everything changes, everything moves, things keep moving. So what is the movement in the apps like for you? Well, doesn't actually look great. Um, the first card that comes up is, uh, it's the five of water, basically, like a five of cups card, okay? Um, which, you know, in the top deck is called disappointment. In this deck, they call it clinging to the past. So there's a sense of uh, sadness about the past. And, you know, it does sound like you've been through a lot, you know? A divorce during COVID is extra traumatizing. Ill-fated romances couldn't have made things feel any better. Um, is it, does, is there something about going on the apps and, you know, the, the way that we interact with the apps and the way that, you know, the inevitable rejections feel coming via the apps. Is there a way that that ends up triggering feelings that like you, you're working on healing from? Like it just might be it just might not be the best spot for you, the healthiest spot for you right now. You also have another uh, hard cups card, the seven of cups, which in this is called projections. Right. So it's this picture of like a man and a woman talking to each other, but in front of their faces is almost like this ghosty shadow of their face. And so it just talks about how like hard it is for us to see other people, honestly. And it's so interesting because you're talking about, you know, will anyone ever really see me again? And this is, this is the card talks about, you know, this issue in, in relationships. It can be really hard to see through our projections of other people. I, you know, it just doesn't look great to go on the apps right now. Everything's timing, and the change card even says that, right? The change card is about timing, movement, things always changing. Um, 
Now, however, your cards for going out and hitting on strangers are kind of fantastic. Um, I really love them. And you guys, I got to tell you, I really love this tarot deck. It is a good one. Um, okay. So the card that you got for hitting on strangers, the first card is the rebel. There's like this, this, um, I think it's in place of what is normally the emperor card in the major arcana in this deck is a character called the rebel. And he's like breaking through chains. He's got a torch. Uh, he, there's like a big Eagle that he's pals with. And it's just this idea that like, you're just, you're the rebel, man. You're doing shit your way. You know, you don't, you're not going to be restricted. You're not going to fall into some sort of like pa weird pattern or do what's expected of you. You're going to do the things that you want to do. And that's going to get you what you want. The card that follows it is, um, it's an earth court card. So, um, that's what it would be, but it's actually just this card that's called maturity. And it has this like beautiful per kind of feminine looking person who's, they're just made of flowers. They're just like this beautiful flower person. And I love that it's the rebel and maturity. And it's like, you have the maturity. I mean, to me, like maturity is self-knowledge, right? Like knowing ourselves, knowing our patterns, that is so much of what real maturity is. And I just think like, you know what you need, you know, what's good for you. You know how to go out and like hit on a stranger. Your maturity helps you be confident enough to be that rebel and do things your own way without the stupid apps. Your final card here is actually, this is where I'm just like, this is kind of deep. It's another major arcana. I think it corresponds to the justice card in the um, Rider Waite, but you know how the car, how the so many tarot decks mess with the justice placement, so I'm a little unsure. It's card number seven, and it's called Awareness. And it's really interesting. It, there's a, like a silhouette of a person as if they are behind a sheet, behind a veil, but then in the very center, the veil is opening up because it's being set on fire with blue flame. And there was just like this face looking out. And so it's like, there's a growing awareness. I, I think that by you going out and doing things on your own, doing things in a way that feels fresh and adventurous and grounded and more like, more like you're connecting really with life and not with everyone's projections of each other. I mean, God, isn't that what a dating app is. We all craft our little projection, our little avatar and fling it out there. And we're looking at other people's. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I've had my moments with them and I've loved the dating apps, but I really understand how um, they're not right for everybody. And they're not right for us all, at all, all the time. So I think that like, it's almost like a spiritual um, commitment to yourself to not go on them and to do things this other way. And that's the way that's going to make you feel really good, whether or not, a romance comes for you. And, and I do think that you will also find your own rebel out there, you know, in the, in the world, you'll find your own corresponding mature rebel. Um, but even if that takes a minute, I think you're still going to feel really good about the process that you've chosen. Um, so I love you guys. Thank you all so much for being here on Ask the Tarot. I will see you next Thursday, six o'clock on the West coast, nine o'clock on the East coast. Don't uh, forget to go and check out all the back episodes. Just go to Spotify, uh, search for Your Magic. That's my podcast. And in that same feed, you will find all of the other Ask the Tarot episodes. Um, find me on Instagram at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. Send me your questions and I'll see you later. Hi, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live right here on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, aspiration, all in real time. 
Want me to do a reading for you? Just download the Spotify Live app for free today. It's available in the App Store and you can join me every week I go live. You'll be able to meet really unique people, chat with other listeners, and even ask questions of your own. Remember, you can always listen to Ask the Tarot live on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Want to be part of the conversation? Download the Spotify Live app for free today and make sure to follow the Ask the Tarot show page to be notified every time we go live. Thank you.